Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single or couple, this is the show for you because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Céline Rémy. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. You should have seen what Celine was doing before the video came in. <laughs> All right, this is episode 68, and it is titled Date Night Gone Wrong, How to Recover from a Trigger. So this is going to be kind of a fun one because it's a, we're going to tell a personal story about a situation that happened with us, and we're going to show you how we handled it and give you some advice as to how to handle similar situations if you have them, and you will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I love about this is this is definitely going to be a vulnerable show that, hey, we're going to show you that sometimes we mess up too. And even though we breathe, live and do this stuff all day long, there's still times where life happens. And that was one of those moments. So we're going to take you down the rabbit hole around our last date night, which happened about five or six days ago. Uh, so it's still pretty fresh and um, really like show you everything. <laughs> fresh. It's the way we like them. <laughs> we will hold nothing back. <laughs> I hope you are ready. Maybe you want to put on headphones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we get started, let's give a big shout out to our sponsor, Power and Mastery. If you are ready to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, you want to check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. Whether you want to have harder erections, you want to last longer, or you want to improve your sexual skills, trust us, you will thank us. And your partner will thank us. The whole world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, let's dive into this and talk about, um, you know, sort of how the night started and, and, you know, what happened mm -hmm. and how we course corrected and all of that stuff. So the first thing is we have a scheduled date night and I want to really backtrack this part because I think it's a really important thing to uh, mention because I was talking about that with some clients of mine and they were like, you have a date night? And I was like, yes, we do. And it's actually something that we have been doing since the beginning of our dating. And we've kept it going all of these years and we are planning on keep keeping it forever, you know? And the whole thing is, for us, date night is about creating a special container where we have a chance to share and connect our love. And I know we've talked about this in different episodes. We really have, I want to say like two rules, right? For date night. Yes. Two rules. Okay. Number one, <laughs> we need to do something together. And everybody laughs when I say that rule because it's like, well, of course you're together. But by together, what we really mean is doing something where we're engaging with each other. Mm -hmm. We're not just sitting there next to each other staring at a movie screen mm -hmm. or TV or, you know, reading books next to each other on the couch. I mean, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. We do that all the time. But on date night, the whole point of having a separate date night is that we're focusing on each other. We're interacting in some way. We're connecting in some way. Mm -hmm. The second rule, and it's your favorite. <laughs> the second rule is that uh, there has to be nudity involved. <laughs> so, so there has to be some 
uh, nakedness. Now, it doesn't have to mean sex. And this is an important point because mm-hmm. sometimes when working with couples, they're like, oh, but if we get naked, then he's going to want to have sex or this or that. There's no expectation of sex. Mm-hmm. We just have to be naked. And if it's too cold, it's under a blanket or it's in front of a fire or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and that takes some of the pressure away that there's no need for penetration, there's no expectation. I have to admit that it pretty much always ends in sex. It's very rare. That's why the rule exists, right? Exactly. The the rule exists because it means that the likelihood (laughs) of having some sort of sexual encounter are it's greatly increased Mm -hmm. right and but there's no expectation so it's not like oh we have to because it's date night but if we're naked and we're cuddling or we're touching each other the chances are it's probably gonna happen of course you're so yummy i'm like i want you (laughs) Ooh, yeah Oh, we have a whole show to keep delivering. So let's let's focus. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll deliver. Oh, mm, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm getting so- hot in here. <laughs> okay. So one of the things too that we've noticed over the years, uh, it's been going on for nearly four years now, is it's too easy to get distracted and to show up to date night when you are a little bit tired or you worked. Let's, our date night starts at six and you just work until 5.59 and then you show up for date night and you're exhausted. So we course correct a lot and we've been telling each other things like, hey, let's see, how can we show up as our best self? Maybe... Um, Usually for me, it means to stop at least a half hour before the date night starts and just kind of like unwind, get in the mood. Sometimes it could even mean me changing into a different outfit or it could even be taking a shower if there was something that I needed to like really uh, change the energy. So the idea behind that too is to Find ways to show up as your best self. And we humans, sometimes we still show up tired or whatever that is or stressed out, but we don't want that to become more of the habit. We don't want it to just make uh, our Tuesday night date night such a habit that we don't put any effort into it. Yeah, and you know, life happens, right? I mean, there's a lot of days where I'm just like, my day is booked solid mm-hmm. from the moment I start until the moment date night starts. Sometimes I'm even like, I need five more minutes, you know, <laughs> and that's just the way life is. But, you know, I try when possible not to book things that I know will go late. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't always know. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, the idea is to, is to keep it in mind and to try to set yourself up for success. Absolutely. And the other thing, too, is we are not, uh, we are willing sometimes to move it when there's events or other things that come up. The rule is that we reschedule it right away. We don't just put it up and say, yeah, we'll do this later. It's like if we move it from our regular Tuesday night, we because it's in our Google calendar that we share, we literally like find another spot on that same week so that it's not just living up to chance because we know it doesn't really happen. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people, well, two, two interesting things about scheduling a date night. The first one is we were spending time with some friends recently and we're like, oh, Tuesday night's our date night. And one of their responses was, isn't every night date night? Yes, actually, every night is date night, and we make sure that we focus on at least one day a week where we have no distractions, no, you know, there's no movies, no television, no whatever, and we're just focusing on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's one of the things. 
And um, I don't remember what the second one is. <laughs> so when it comes back to me, I'll, t- I'll tell everybody. <laughs> there was another one. <laughs> All right. So let's take you through. So this date night has started and we've had some great dinner. And now we like deciding to go and snuggle up on the couch. And I come up with this really cool game. And because I like to do little things that are different. So we're snuggling up and I'm like, let's ask some questions to one another. And... I wanted to just like really listen. I was just really curious. And there were some deep questions, you know, things like, where do you see yourself in five years? Is there anything that you're afraid that if I knew that about you, I wouldn't love you anymore? Or anything like that, that really forced us to start to not only just like check in with each other, but dive in deep and reveal some of our um, future plans or, or anything about what's in our heart. And it was really beautiful because we took turn asking one another questions, but just because I asked a question, Kevin didn't have to, to give it back to me. If he wanted to hear my answer, he could, but sometimes you answered it with a different, uh, I mean, you, you followed it with a different question. So that was pretty fun. Yeah. And you know, the, the point of this episode isn't necessarily to give you date night ideas, <laughs> but it was it was a cool, fun game because what it did was it it brought us into that deeper level of connection. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't stay surface level no. stuff. And you know, I mean, look, if you've been in a, in any sort of a relationship for any length of time, you should be doing stuff like that on a regular basis all the time. Like you shouldn't be four years in and going, so where do you see yourself uh, later in life? Like, like you fucking better have had that conversation a long time ago. But, but just because you've had that conversation a long time ago doesn't mean that you can't have it again mm-hmm. and have it again and have it again periodically over time because things that you need, want, change. What I remember was I was really focusing on my heart and truly listening at that moment. You know, oftentimes when we talk, we've so focused on what we're going to say next. And in that, because we had the evening, we slowed things down. I was just really curious about who is Kevin? Oh, I remember one of the questions was really cool. I I asked you what kind of... Um, mental image you wanted me to have of you like when I thought of you what were the qualities and the image I wanted to have and this was such a good question because oftentimes we put our partners in little boxes and it's like he's like this she's like that because they've done this like that but it doesn't leave room for growth and what I loved about this was like my question to Kevin was who are you now like, tell me, how do you want me to see? What can I hold as a vision for your future? And it was really beautiful. Yeah, that was a cool question because how many times do people actually ask you how they should see you? Right now you have an opportunity to write it, like write your own script. Who do you want to be? You want to be a superhero? Like, say it, right? You know. Uh-huh. So that was, that was a, cool, uh, a cool thing. So there's a couple of bonuses in this episode or some fun uh, games or questions to ask. So what I loved was we started to feel really 
just connected and I was definitely starting to feel horny like I even remember saying that I was like oh my god this is so hot and I was like oh I, I need to go and make love with you like there, there was this deep intimacy that had been built this connection and my whole body was throbbing Ooh. so then I'm noticing how can I even get this energy more and so I am there and I'm thinking, oh, I want to like take this date night over the top. It's already amazing, but let's do it over the top. And I'm going to do a sexy dance for Kevin. And then I was having this picture in my head of me wearing a sexy underwear and just doing some dance moves and then like starting to move on to him and then us going from there into lovemaking. So I had this whole fantasy going on in my head. And if you are a woman listening to this show, you probably can relate to that, that we make up stories in our heads. We... um. It, like sometimes the story what you do <laughs> yes we do i had no idea sometimes the stories and the imagination are even harder than the reality like sometimes i can get off just from thinking about the hot date or the hot outfit i'm going to be wearing for that particular date um it, it turns me on even more than the actual like doing it <laughs> I know you don't get that so, one, Kevin. So what you're saying is you created a whole fantasy in your head about what could potentially happen. It's kind of like creating expectation. Yeah, but I, I, I'm not going to say I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. All I right. sure did. So then the next part of the story is <laughs> that you go into the walk-in closet to put your outfit on. No, no, no. We brush our teeth and we get ready. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's not really Well, but, yeah, story. but it was getting already a little slow. Like, I was so excited about doing it. Remember, I was like, let's let's move on. I'm like, uh, Kevin, please pick up a song, remember? Well, uh, okay, so if you want to go back to the brushing of the teeth part, <laughs> you know, she has, as a woman, as you would expect, a few more bedtime rituals than, say, a guy, you know, like me. I kind of just brush my teeth and sometimes run a brush through my hair is kind of the extent of it, you know. <laughs> She's got a few more things that she does before going to sleep. So I'm expecting that she's going to run through her whole usual uh, routine that she does. So I, I'm not going particularly fast. I'm like taking my sweet old time, brushing my teeth and, you know, combing, brushing my hair and then go to the bathroom, whatever, you know. <laughs> but what and you didn't know, Kevin, is that I decided not to do the whole routine. I decided I was only going to brush my teeth and do the rest later after sex. Right, which you didn't actually tell me. I sent you a telepathic message. Right, uh-huh. <laughs> what's so great about having this discussion here on the air, right, is that, that, you know, there's so many things that we teach our clients and we've said on this show many, many times, please don't do. And, and we're telling you that we actually did them. Like, assuming that he's a mind reader and just telepathically understood you know what you were saying, right? Like, don't ever do that. If you have a plan in mind, tell us what the plan is, because we're not mind readers. So yeah, it kind of started to go a little bit downhill when you gave me a little bit of a hard time for taking too long. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? 
Where's my sweet Celine? Yeah. Hey, by the way, we forgot to mention, this was one day before my moon time. And I had just received an Ayurvedic, uh, I mean, an acupuncture treatment. We're working on my hormones. So I have to say, my hormones were a little bit out of balance. No qualifications here. <laughs> <laughs> just own it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm owning it, but I'm also mentioning that this was also a factor in my um, inability to stay balanced. And I know a lot can, like, can relate to that. So yes, yes, actually it was. I'm I'm sort of joking. It was uh, something that affected your current mood and your mm-hmm. state. And it's actually something that I was keeping in mind when deciding how to deal with the situation. But we'll come Ooh. to that later. Oh, that's hot. Um, so so right away I'm like, oh, she's already complaining, <laughs> like that I'm not ready fast enough. This is not good. So Oops. so then <laughs> then she goes to put her outfit on and she tells me to pick out a song. Now she hasn't told me yet. What kind of dance she's going to do? Is it going to be a striptease dance? Is it just going to be like a sexy slow dance? Is it going to be like crazy uh, twerking? You know, it could belly dance. It could be any of them with Celine. Like, who knows, right? Didn't you hear the mind movie going on in my head? It was all there, Kevin. No, no, didn't hear any of it. So I have no idea what's going to happen. So she tells me to pick a song. I'm sort of guessing at the moment that it's going to be kind of sexy striptease kind of dance. So, uh, you know, I don't have a playlist of like Celine's striptease songs available on my phone, uh, although I should, and I've learned now. <laughs> but, but um, you know, she usually likes to dance, or she used to like to dance to some Latin music. So we have this Latin station. Like reggaeton, actually. Yeah, yeah, like real... Uh, Bass, sexy, low, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I go, okay, all right, I'll pick a song. So I go straight to that station because I'm like, I know this works, right? <laughs> and the first song I put on, I know nothing about this style of music, by the way. I don't listen to it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it if you like it. It's not my thing, you know. I'm like a rock and roll guy, you know. A bunch of guitars over there, so I know nothing about it. But I just find one that's got a good beat, and she's like, not that one. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> so I'm like, did that. I'm like, okay, okay. So I Google, I find another one. She's like, no, not that one. And I'm like, shit, now what do I do? You know, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. So so then she's like, not reggaeton. I don't even like reggaeton anymore. Like, <laughs> find something else. So now I'm like, oh, crap, that was my go-to. Like, what, what do I do now? Wait, wait, wait. Then I go like, I say... Pick a song that you love. Oh, yeah, that's true. So then she tells me to pick a song that I love. And I'm like, the songs I love are not striptease sexy songs. They're like, you're, you're going to get blues. You're going to get rock and roll. You're going to get the Beatles or something. Like, not appropriate for this mood. So that was not advice that was really helping me. <laughs> so as he's like trying three or four different songs and... I'm there in our in my closet, you know, we have a big walk-in closet. I'm starting to like get antsy and frustrated. And I'm like, I just want to dance. Like this fantasy is starting to like not look like anything I had pictured. And like, so there's definitely a vibe, an energy of frustration, of 
get it. Like, let's get moving. Yeah. And so now I'm over here on my phone, <laughs> frantically Google searching uh, <laughs> uh, good striptease songs, you know. <laughs> and now, and so I got to do the search. I got to read the articles, and I got to go to YouTube and see if I can find it, and then I got to listen to it and see if it works. I'm like going as fast as I can. Something has to work. And Hurry then we up. get one that has an ad on first because you're on YouTube, right, or oh, something yeah. like that. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> So all of this to say that I'm over there doing the best I can, as fast as I can, to get her something that will make her happy. <laughs> And she is not having any of it, complaining, complaining, complaining. And so basically, the whole mood is just destroyed at this point. You give up. You're like frustrated. You I come out of the closet. <laughs> That coming out of the closet is slightly different than average people coming out of the closet. <laughs> I'm wearing a sexy outfit and uh, good Kevin. I'm like, well, I can't believe you can't find a song. This is not a hard task to do. And you're like, well, I'm doing my best, you know. And we kind of start going back and forth in that type of discussion. And as I'm doing this and we're going back and forth and like, well, but this is not hard. And I told you what I wanted. You're like, well, but this is like what you usually want. I'm literally having another movie going on in my head of like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. We need to do a podcast on this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the love lab. <laughs> and I'm like thinking, I can't believe we're doing this. And um, literally, then we kind of like pause, cut it short, sit down on the on the bed. And I'm like, well, that's it. I'm not in the mood anymore. And then I'm like wearing this kind of sexy outfit. And I'm so frustrated. And at the same time, I'm embarrassed. And I'm starting to feel really stupid. Um And I'm like, I don't even want to be in this outfit anymore. Like, this is like, like everything's kind of like, I want it, I want it off that kind of mood. And I just like get up and I don't think you had ever seen those underwear and you're kind of trying to see them and like, oh, kind of nice underwear. You try to say something like that. And I go, like, well, whatever. And I just go and I'm like <laughs> toss it and throw it. Um, and then I come back all naked and I'm like, oh, like pouty and like you know like grumpy and i'm like wow that is not what i had planned you know and uh, we both kind of look at each other like yeah this is not going quite right okay so so we've set the scene now right so you, you know how the evening started which was really great with mm -hmm. a lot of deep connection And now you've seen how it's really like it's gone off the rails at this point. <laughs> Everybody's frustrated. Nobody's horny. <laughs> But now the question is, how did we bring it back? And did we bring it back? Uh -huh. mm. Okay. So obviously we're both now, and I was already naked. So we're both sitting on the bed naked and like annoyed and frustrated and trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> so, so I said, okay. Well, let's just snuggle because that's something we love to do. That's like connection. Let's just snuggle. So we do that. And one of the things that I remember we did too was simply to just acknowledge that this was kind of silly and, and fucked up. Like just kind of like, okay, this is not the date night we want to have. It definitely was not the date night <laughs> we want to have. But here we are. So, so we're snuggling and... You know, I, I, for me, it was less of a trigger. Um, so I'm starting to sort of like calm down pretty quickly. 
but I can still feel that that you're so not. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I kind of, I'm like in that space, like, I don't even want to touch or like, whatever, like, this is like, you really want to connect and you really want to have that, that touch, but because you hurt inside and there's pain, you want to inflict that pain or per se, or you're like, I don't want that, which I know will make me feel good. It's very weird. Yeah. But that, it did happen in my head. And self-destructive. Yes. So if you catch yourself in that behavior, stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> that's, that's a joke from a, a, a comedy sketch, the just stop it thing. But the point is, is that if you do mm-hmm. catch yourself doing that, like pause for a moment and realize that that's not helping anybody. It's not helping you and it's not helping mm-hmm. the other person. So, okay. So I'm kind of feeling that uh, you're having a harder time <laughs> coming back uh, than I am. So what I decided to do was to just give her a massage. So I got up from cuddling and I just rolled her over on her on her stomach and I just started to give her a massage. And that actually started to do it. As soon as I started doing that, I could feel your body start to soften mm-hmm. and you start to like come back. That was so nice. Like I was like, oh wow, like he's loving me and he's touching me and he's giving to me. Like and you know, like there's a part of me that was like around like I'm not even lovable right now and he can love me and you know I mean obviously all of these things go really quick in your head and it's not like I'm deeply analyzing them or doing therapy Um, but there's kind of all of these that's happening at once and then there's that moment where I just chose to let go and be like okay I'm going to receive this and allow myself to be open again, allow myself to fill my heart again, rather than trying to protect my heart so that I don't get hurt. But in doing so, I'm closed down to any love going out and coming in. But that didn't last long. (laughs) So at at some point, I know uh, when I finished giving you a massage, we kind of like was it yab yum i think we were sitting in somehow we we kind of came face to face and had a little bit more connection which of course then resulted in sex (laughs) 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 okay so so yeah so basically what we did was um we just connected in a very simple way which was cuddling then I decided, you know, I could tell she needed some help mm-hmm. to de-stress a little more. So I gave her the massage and then we returned back to connecting again. And then we could feel the love come back in. Mm-hmm. And then we actually had really beautiful sex. But one thing that I really want to bring up is that this was not, um, how people say that, makeup, makeup sex, makeup. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the makeup sex. Makeup thing. sex. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, you had this great sex because you had a great fight. I actually never have that. Like, I don't bring that energy into my sexuality. This was not this makeup sex like this. This was like we were raw, we were open, but we were coming from a place of love. There wasn't like processing this as we were fucking each other. Yeah, yeah. And actually, that's a great point to bring up because I think the whole makeup sex thing is just total bullshit. Mm-hmm. There's too many people who are like, yeah, but the best part about having a fight is makeup sex. Like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. You can have fucking amazing sex without having any fights like it's just not necessary absolutely so 
Luckily for us, date night turned out to be still wonderful. We got a whole episode out of it. Hey, <laughs> double winner. And uh, but we also saw it as this beautiful teaching moment for us as a reminder, and also like how can we help others? And so we brought it down into like six different things here. How we really got back on track and how you can too when something like this happened. Remember too that there are different levels of triggers and fighting. I mean, this was a mild, medium one, maybe. Medium, I'd say. Yeah, medium to, yeah. to mild. Yeah. Um, and so, depending on the intensity of the exchange, sometimes you do need a break. Sometimes you do need time off. Yeah. And if it gets real intense, I would suggest going back and listening to the episode that we did with Scott Katamas mm-hmm. on managing triggers. Yes. Because there's some really good tools in there on how to really manage those triggers when they get bad. Absolutely. So this is more of a like, okay, this is like, okay, you were stuck in your head, a fantasy, and then something didn't happen or like this, that trigger. The first thing is to start to notice, okay, uh, something, okay, this is not going where we want it to go. <laughs> and then remember, what are you trying to do? Remember the love. Kevin said, it's just one moment in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And you know, the, the whole point of the date night was to share in love and connection, Mm -hmm. right? And just because we got off course doesn't mean that we can't get back on course. And so how do you get back on course? Well, remember the course. The the course is love. Like remember Mm -hmm. that uh, the love that you share with this person is far bigger than any dance or underwear or song or whatever. Number two, it's very important to stop what you are doing that which is not working. Yeah, so whatever <laughs> whatever the thing is that caused the trigger, just stop it. So in other words, we could have kept going back and forth about how I didn't find the right song and how you're complaining too much about, you know, like we could keep going on with that, but what is that going to do? It's certainly not going to get us what we want. Right? So stop that. <laughs> It's a good time to to pause and take a deep breath and um, and then it's kind of like to start to take responsibility and own your part. And this is very important to use I statements rather than you. So again, like Kevin said, we could have kept going, you did this, you did that. And it's like, okay, okay, I, I think I even might have said something along the lines of like, yeah, I, I got really disappointed, you know, or like, yeah, I'm really triggered because I had this beautiful image in my head of this amazing date night and now it's not happening, you know, something yeah. around. It's it's so much easier to hear than to blame somebody, point a finger at somebody else. For sure, for sure. And on my end, you know, I was just saying, hey, I'm doing the best I can do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so rather than than turn the whole focus on you about how you did everything wrong. I'm just saying, look, I did, I was doing the best I could do in Mm -hmm. that moment. Yeah. Number four, agree to start over. So now that you've acknowledged something has been going wrong, you're starting to take responsibility and then you agree through communication that, okay, let's do a do over. If that was a movie, we could pause, rewind and restart. And, mm-hmm. and you know what? Life is a movie many times. And it's much easier than you think to just pause, rewind, restart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then number five, um, focus on the connection and, and don't be afraid to get physical. And by physical, <laughs> we mean like cuddling, <laughs> massaging, you know. 
Um, and that's a way to get back into your body because mm-hmm. what happens is you get all up in your head about she did this or he did that mm-hmm. and it didn't go the way I thought it was and I had this whole idea and but that's all just bullshit in your head, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to get rid of that, you want to let go of it, one of the easier ways to do that is to get physically in your body. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, forgive yourself and forgive the other and there's a just a beautiful practice from um, the Hawaiians called Ohoponopono. And basically is like, I'm sorry, forgive me. I thank you. I love you. And I sometimes repeat that, you know, when I do something, when I hurt somebody else, when I'm embarrassed about something, like I will do it on myself first, because oftentimes we feel so upset at ourselves for not having showed up the way we wanted. And it has a lot more to do with ourselves. And this is why we said forgive yourself first, because then you can easily, much more easily forgive others. So whether you follow Ohoponopono, whether you say it mentally or use it in your head, whether you imagine Imagine your heart opening and like a beam of light, whatever works for you, surround each other with, I don't know, pink light, whatever talks like works for you that, that brings that sense of love, of forgiveness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I think that one of the big points to make here is that everybody goes off track from time to time. Mm -hmm. Everybody, like it happens to everyone. You know, especially, you know, we, we live together, we work together, we work at home <laughs> together in the same office. Like we're around each other all the time, right? Like stuff is going to come up, things are going to happen. And that's true of everybody. And so it's not so much, um, you know, oh, we have to do everything we can to make sure that doesn't happen. I mean, yeah, you, you want to take steps to set yourself up for success and inevitably stuff happens. And when it does then you just have to course correct. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that I thought was interesting in the timing. So number one was um, it happened right after a really deep moment of intimacy. And that I've seen happen a lot too, where people open up, become very vulnerable or very intimate. And then sometimes you're, so you're on this side of the spectrum, then you go all the way to the other end because that was really deep and profound. And sometimes there's something that needs to get good process to come up. So I've seen that happen when you have something beautiful happening. And then sometimes, well, you experience the other side of the coin, you know, um, and the timing too, about, um, like where it was just about all me having my expectations being lost in my fantasy Island. And then trying to make that fantasy happen, but by myself on my Island, I lost him. And so I think that's also why sometimes it's so important. Fantasy has its place, um, but like we're co-creating something together. And I probably would have been much more successful if I hadn't just like rehearsed the whole thing in my head, but shared it with him. Yeah, for sure. That would have been very helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. And on the other end, you know, for me, it's important not to feed the fire, so to speak. Mm -hmm. In other words, what, what you often see is this downward spiral of one person triggers the other one and then back and forth, back and forth, Mm -hmm. back and forth until, you know, it just gets so far out of hand that it's really hard to recover from. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, you know, from my point of view in that moment, the idea really was, okay, stop, 
don't feed into this, don't go into blame and just what can we do to turn it around? You also mentioned earlier that you were aware I was about to bleed and then I had just had the acupuncture treatment. Maybe uh, quickly if you want to mention right. that for our audience. Thank you for reminding me, <laughs> which is, you know, all right. So yeah, there's bleeding, there's acupuncture and all that. But the real point to take away from that is uh, understanding where somebody's at in any given moment in time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's going to change all the time. And just knowing that she was in that spot where, you know, hormones were fluctuating, she had a pretty deep treatment, she was a little, you know, out of sorts for the way she normally is, Mm -hmm. I have to keep that in mind. Because otherwise, if I don't, I'm just like, ah, she's just a bitch or she's just, you know, (laughs) it's like, no, (laughs) she's just having a hard day, (laughs) you know, I mean, um, as a guy, I'll never truly understand what it means to be in a female body, to have these constant hormones fluctuating all the time. But just even uh, as a guy, just seeing, you know, the, the normal ups and downs that come mm-hmm. with just being human, I can't even really imagine what it must be like. So I have to have some compassion for that, right? Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But that would be a whole other episode on how to deal with that. Um, but I think for today, I hope that our story was inspiring. I hope you got some good tips and know that just because good date night goes wrong, it doesn't doesn't mean it has to end wrong. That's right. <laughs> it can have a happy ending. Oh, and it sure did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>